Behind the Grind would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we and our guests are recording from, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded and Australia always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Behind the Grind podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Niharika. And I'm Paige. Today is a great episode and we're joined by some great graduates from Clayton Ute. If you didn't know, Clayton Ute's prides itself in being a top-tier law firm with a small firm feel. Also, their offices are in the gorgeous bank building at 333 Collins, so they have, in my opinion, one of the nicest offices on the block. But enough about my love for their foyer, let's get right into the episode and find out more. We'll leave it to our guests to get us started by introducing themselves. Yes, hello, I'm Hannah. I started as a grad at Clean Meets in 2021, rotated in major projects and construction, commercial litigation, specifically our insurance group, and workplace relations, employment and safety, and and last year, I settled in a workplace team, which we call Res. So if I say Res, it stands for workplace. Lovely. How about you, Aran? I am a grad started in 2022, so last year. I rotated through corporate M&A, then went into front-end restructuring and insolvency, and now I'm also in commercial litigation in insurance, mm. and I'm yet to settle. Very cool. That's something exciting to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get started with our fun get-to-know-you questions like we always do. The first one is our stock standard and has been with us from you know the very first episodes of the podcast which is just what is your coffee order? And our little add in this this season is where's the best place to get that coffee order in the city if you have a recommendation? So maybe, Aran, do you want to get us started? Yeah, absolutely. I started with a almond latte, threw that away. I'm a piccolo man. Yeah. And my favourite spot is just down at Equitable Place. It's called Two Conversations. It's a little hole in the wall. Very cool. No, mine's boring. Mine's an oat latte. I I said it's boring, that's mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're all good. I sometimes do dabble in a note piccolo. Cool. Two conversations was also mine, but I'm also going to say code black. Where's that? Um, It's in the building opposite ours. It's, I don't know the number of it. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. That's, that's all right. We all have Google Maps, so that's all. We'll figure it out. Can someone tell me, this might be a dumb question, what exactly is a piccolo? Well, it's, I think it's a shot of coffee with like a little bit of milk. Like a less milky drink. You know, when you're really full, you just don't want a whole like massive glass of milk. Yeah. You go piccolo and you get the same amount of coffee, but it's like less drink. Hmm. That's good to know. Also being described as a long macchiato. Lovely. Well, um, we've asked this one before, but the responses have been really, really great. So definitely going to ask it again. How would your parents describe what you do? Okay. My parents have no idea what I do. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think they could describe it if their life depended on it, to be honest. So I think they would say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, my, you know, my parents don't come from a corporate world. So My parents also don't come from a corporate world. They came from science. So whenever I think about like corporate transactions that I get super excited and I think I'm like yeah. kicking goals and taking names and they're like <laughs> so impressive. Mine too. My mum's a primary school teacher and I mean, I work in the disputes team. She thinks I do deals, you know? So. <laughs> oh no, that's sweet though. I love it. Our last little fun question and I feel like this one can sometimes reveal a lot. So no pressure, but what was the last TV show you binged or love? Yeah, this is going to be a little nerdy, but Patagonia <laughs> came out with a mini series 
series about trail running mm. and I finished that and it was incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah, all about saving the rainforest and enjoying running while you do it. Yeah, trail running, is that like those ultra long ones or is it just running on a trail? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Would you recommend it? Uh, if you're into running, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mine, the last thing I started binging is Below Deck. Oh. You know, have you seen that? Is that on Hey You? I see the ads for it. All on a cruise ship or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all on, yeah. They're all on a cruise ship and they have to like look after guests and it's just like mindless, you know, but the drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It is good. I keep seeing ads for it, but I haven't seen it. 100% recommend. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's someone from my corporate team loves that show. Really? Oh. We're going to have to get onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for all of those little recommendations. I'll have to add them to the list, but we'll move on to what we're here for, which is to find out more about your graduate program. So I guess my first question, what kind of led you to choosing Clayton Utes through the process, the clerkship process, even like grad offer day process? I guess essentially touching on what stood out to you about Clayton Utes. I only clerked at Clayton Utes. So I kind of only had one option in terms of, you know, the firms that go through the graduate hiring process from the clerkships. But having said that, I kind of didn't know that I was going to go into a corporate firm when I clerked and then when I, you know, was considering accepting a graduate offer if I got one. Yeah. So I say I only had one option, but it wasn't like I was definitely going to take it if I got it. I kind yeah, of did. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I took it was really the people and the culture. I had this vision of myself working at a mid-tier firm. Mm-hmm. I, I just really wanted to work at a mid-tier firm all through uni. And then when I clerked at Clay Needs, I kind of felt the culture through the people and just the way the firm looks after its people, I think, is why I ended up coming here as a grad because I wouldn't have if I didn't feel that. Yeah. I remember kind of doing the clerkship process or people telling me about Clayton Utes in the sense that it's a big law firm but with a small law firm feel. Yeah, that's exactly right. It definitely is. We work on big matters. We work with big clients, Commonwealth government, Victorian government, but it feels like a small firm because you know everyone. You know you know everyone in the lift. You know everyone at the cafe in the morning. People genuinely have real friendships with people in their team. It's just kind of got that feel while you're working on work that you want to be working on. So, yeah, that, that does sum it up. That's essentially why. I think that works beyond the team as well. Yeah. So yeah. if Res, for example, working with corporate on something and you've interacted on, on a certain like social level as well and makes the work easier across teams, which I think is really special. Yeah, that, that's a really good point because we do, I don't know if this is the case at every firm, but we do work a lot across teams and across practice areas for different clients. So, that does make it really much easier and much more enjoyable, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice to hear. I was going to pass this question on to maybe you, Aran, because it might just be a slightly more recent memory for you. But could you tell us how you found your first few weeks at the firm? I know, at least for me, this kind of adjustment to full-time work is adjustment should be underlined and bolded. It's it's quite a change. Any highlights from your first few weeks and, and what were some things that you did to kind of help with that adjustment? Yeah, for sure. Something that was 
just like a classic way to be introduced to the law firm. And also it's like coming across COVID, we started yeah. with weeks yeah. of PLT and then day two of our PLT, someone tested positive. So we all went home oh, and we had a week at home and everyone was like, okay, this is our lives now and we have to look through a street and whatever. Oh, and yeah. Very quickly we came back to the office and like really enjoyed being around each other. So yeah. after our intensive PLT, we had orientation for a week and the firm does like really invest in this process for us to not feel like we're overwhelmed. Yeah. Naturally, when you're going to full-time, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But there were a lot of social events that were happening. There was the practical side of things from national approach as well. We'd have a partner from Sydney, Sam, that spoke to us about what it actually means to be a commercial lawyer. We'd have Janice from the library here, who's everyone at Clayton News absolutely love. And she just like tells you how to do research, like things you would probably not know how to do it, you and know. Yeah. So it was like easing into things before actually going hands on the tools. Yeah, that's really useful, I think, just to help. If the, I guess the orientation process is a really supportive one, then you can kind of just focus on your personal adjustment without having to worry about the firm side of it. So that's that's really nice. I guess this question is kind of to both of you. How do rotation preferences work at at your firm at Clayton Nudes? Yeah, so for us, you do your preferences as you go. So we do three six-month rotations at Clayton Nudes and there's sort of set time periods, I think it's about three months beforehand, where you do your preferences each time. So it's, it's quite good because you can kind of work out where you want to preference next maybe because at least for me it was, you know, rotation one. I thought I knew what I wanted to do for all of my preferences for all three and then you kind of have the opportunity to change your three your you know your five preferences for the second rotation so you put five preferences each time and then you kind of just get placed yeah you get placed and put it yeah I I remember looking back at my my top five for my first preference yeah just before this rotation and they were vastly different yeah you still have your like pillars and you know you're really just an xyz yeah thinking i was really into this practice area having spoken to people i was like maybe this is not for me and i dropped that out of my top yeah me too run yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that must be so interesting i never actually thought about you know maybe looking back at your preferences and seeing how that changed that's quite it's quite interesting because i'm sure as you go through you learn more about your kind of style of working and what practice areas are like that or kind of people you want to be around do you find that the teams are very different in terms of culture or would, or would you say that it's kind of the same throughout the firm? I think they are different um, and that's not a bad thing. I think mm-hmm. different, area, different people are attracted to different people and also to different like, areas of law. I think someone, a senior associate in my previous rotation gave me three pillars to think about. People, work and like progression um, and different people attracted to different people, different work and also like their approach to their career and everyone's incredible in their own ways but even now looking at my insurance and commercial litigation team just attracts a certain type of person whereas restructuring insolvency front end also attracts a different type of person yeah no, that totally makes sense i mean even on a broader scale different people are attracted to different professions so it only makes sense that it narrows you know it kind of funnels down within each profession as well cool well my next question is about the dreaded word of plt most of the time whenever i ask the question about plt everyone's like oh 
that thing again. It seems from what I've heard about it so far is that it's something that does take a decent amount of time and can make that adjustment to full-time quite tricky. So yeah, we were just kind of wondering what's it kind of like, how's it run? I know you mentioned an intensive period at the start and then what's it kind of look like throughout, I guess, your grad program or grad year or 18 months that you guys do? I might take this one. I think it's more fresh in your mind. (laughs) PLT was, as I mentioned, we had the two-week intensive. It's all a blur, can't remember anymore. (laughs) Two-week intensive and then our PLT went into like a semi-full-time uh, sort of timeline uh, and we got admitted in August of last year, whereas I think previous years went all the way through November. Key word to think about is balance, and I know that's like <laughs> the hardest thing ever when you're, when you're a junior lawyer and you want to impress everyone in every interaction. I don't know. We're not saving lives and <laughs> what we do is important, but it's also important to like take care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and stretch yourself too thin. So it's balance. It's taking your study leave days. I would also just add, you know, don't get too stressed about PLT. Uh, yes, there's an assessment every week and, you know, an oral assessment every week, but you'll be fine. If, you know, got, like, if, you know, we've got through uni compared to those assignments and essays and exams and whatever else, it'll be fine. Oh, that's really nice. That's really reassuring to hear. We love that. <laughs> I was also going to ask, did you do anything in the lead up between grad off a day and starting you have this in-between time where you've gone from being so busy at law school to then being like oh I've got all this free time now so for anyone else I guess listening that might be in that position what kind of things did you maybe do in between grad off a day and starting (laughs) I'm laughing because for me we were in a COVID lockdown oh yeah (laughs) I know I know I sort of had plans to go to Europe and unfortunately I couldn't so I just sort of sat at home and worked. Um, I was working at Oxfam at the time. So I did that. But I would 100% say, you know, take the break, enjoy your, go on a holiday, go on leave, do, you know, do whatever you need to do to kind of enjoy that time before you jump into full-time work because it's tiring. (laughs) And when, you know, after you start full-time work, it might not necessarily be available to take that sort of three-month break. So I would make the most of the opportunity. Yeah. No, that's definitely, definitely good advice. How about you, Ryan? 2022 was a semi-COVID year. So did you have a different experience? Yeah, I'm so sorry. This is going to not be so nice for you to hear, but I managed to oh. escape. <laughs> I left the country. I went to New York for four months. Oh. I internship with the United Nations. Oh. It was pretty amazing. Wow. Very, very lucky. Maybe if you answer the question, then we can not include mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was amazing. Everything that Hannah said, I, I very much like resonates with me so much. So um, if you have the, the ability to get away, it can be within Australia, it can be beyond, stretch your mind, go and, and experience these things because it's such a unique time in your life to do, do those things. The UN was quite special as well. And I think it geared me up towards what full-time work could look like whilst enjoying my life and being able to travel. No, that's great. That's really nice. I think it's so important. I had a full nine months off in between. Wow. Yeah. Because I finished mid-year and then we didn't start until March. So I had, yeah, about nine months off. And I think just even if you don't go anywhere, I think it's just so nice to have time to yourself because I felt like sometimes at law school it was like, okay, I mean, yes, we all actively chose to go to law school, but you kind of give up that 
<laughs> our listeners can't say but Aaron just did a little hmm, did we <laughs> but yeah I feel like you just you, you lose so much of that time and your time becomes so oh I have to do this I have to do this I have to do this whereas after you finish you're kind of like okay well I can choose to do what I want to do for my pure enjoyment rather than for the next step which is nice just take whatever you choose to do you know whatever taking a break means for you 100% do it yeah lovely well our next question is maybe a little bit more geared to you Hannah how did settlement all kind of work maybe even some advice for around who's going to look forward to that soon um, was it kind of this process of you know getting coffees with everyone or conversate like how does it all kind of happen because I know for maybe some people that are listening that are already grads that is yeah something they're looking looking to what does that process look like for me so I did three rotations that I really enjoyed and I really liked all three teams so my kind of settlement process and settlement decision and settlement discussions were quite difficult because Mm. I couldn't really give anyone a clear answer on what I wanted you know, from my career. So I found the whole thing a little bit difficult, but just for my own decision-making, if that makes sense, it wasn't, you know, no pressure was put on me from the teams or the firm or anything like that. It was just, I had to decide what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, But in terms of sort of having coffees with people, I would say... Yes, I like I did, you know, have coffees with people, but it just kind of happens organically. You know, there's no real need to be setting up coffees every day and every week, in my experience. So I think you can just sort of see how things fall and who you need to talk to, who you want to talk to, um, who wants to talk to you. <laughs> it's, it's it's a busy time. It is a busy time when you're sort of going through this settlement preferences period. There's a lot to think about and a lot of people that are invested in your career just as much as you are. So, yeah, I would say look after yourself. Ask as many questions as you want of whoever you want. You know, everyone's there to support you. Make use of your friends, um, people in, you know, year levels above you. Talk to them, see how they did it. Good. Um, I was going to ask as well, what is day one in a, like being a settled lawyer in the team? (laughs) Does it feel like a big moment? Because... Yeah, it does. It feels like a big moment. It's exciting and people or people in my team were, you know, lovely about it and we kind of celebrated it. It it feels a bit different Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to describe that. I think it's just a feeling. Yeah. You sort of know that this is your team now and this is your can sort of start your career, I guess. Yeah. I think also it just, it must feel like a little bit more like a home base because you know that you're not rotating around anymore. Even things like I almost think that that's the true end of the thing, like the whole process because you do clerkship applications and then you do your you do your clerkships and then you're like, oh, wait, got to do the grad stuff too. And then you do your grad program. And then this is kind of the actual full stop at the end of the whole process. So it's nice to hear that it feels a bit special. It's not just like the average day in the team. Yeah, no, it does. Oh, great. Well, my last little question to wrap up is just if you have any, I guess, project management strategies that you use, whether that's like apps or tools or pen and paper, little things and tips and tricks that you've kind of learnt over your rotation so far. I started with like a million different apps, like Trello and this and that. And I just threw that again all in the bin. Google Tasks, amazing. Um, I use that a lot. And then just your classic sticky notes, pen and paper, just 
gets you through. Um, but I'll also add one more little productivity hack that for me is like just being a game changer. It's not even an app to just put your phone on airplane mode for two hours when you're working. Hmm. Put it away and like you're just going to get distracted. It's the simplest hack. That's a great tip. I've stopped wearing my Apple Watch to work because it, it just buzzes for everything and then you just, it's almost a habit to go and look and see what it is. So I've just, I've stopped wearing it. So that's, that's a great Great little tip, Moran. How about you, Hannah? Anything to add? I'm kind of someone that doesn't necessarily use task lists and apps and things like that. I kind of, I sometimes find it more stressful to write everything I have to do down, which is, you know, that's, that is going to sound like an absolute, I don't know what to most people, because that's just not how people operate, but Mm -hmm. I sometimes operate better in just controlled chaos. So yeah. If it works for you, it works for you. That's so fun. I mean, obviously I have, I I use, you know, obviously I write things down and I use matter management tools, you know, like spreadsheets and things like that. But personally, I just don't. Love it. Got me this far. I could learn from run and (laughs) use those, you know, amazing Google task things, but I'm not that person. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? Everyone has different things and I'm sure there'll be someone listening that's like, yeah, I don't do that either. And I'm sure it'd be relieving to hear that there's people in the firm that don't do it. So I'm sure you've got your little crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you both so, so much for your time. It's been so lovely to speak to you. And I think all the answers and advice you've shared have been, will be so useful for everyone listening. So yeah, just great to hear that you're loving your time at Clayton Newts. And thank you again. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Grand Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more about Clayton Newts, we have other episodes with them, so be sure to check them out. Don't forget to subscribe to Behind the Grind wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook to see what we get up to next.